4: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
5: You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v Prime Primetime.
3: Hour two on a football Friday. We got a lot of basketball going on, too. It is Prime Primetime alongside at Tulane Green Wave. Great. That's how you're going to be referenced all day today because... Tulane and UCF, one of the biggest games of the weekend. Maybe my final mention. College game, day should be there. Look at that shirt. Love it. It's beautiful. Yep, yep. What, what uniforms are they rocking? Do you know? I'm not sure. Are you wearing, I hope they're wearing the blue, the light blue. It looks yeah, so I, I sharp. don't
6: know. I, I didn't really care about that stuff. So, like, when I played, I was on the committee. But I just told them, whatever, y'all just let me know.
3: I'll put on whatever. Yeah. They as long all, as I'm wearing 10.
6: Yeah, like. I wasn't really like, oh, let's put this top with that bottom and this. I don't care, man. Let's just win.
3: I'm just trying to find some stats right now and trying to figure out this travesty that is.
6: Dude, I want to find out who was on the committee. Who was on the Conference USA committee in 1998 that decided who was going to win? I'd love to get one of them on the show.
3: I'd love to get Chris Redman on the show. Not hey, it's not well, his fault. Yeah,
6: but it's not Chris's fault. Like he did what anybody else in the conference would have did. Hey, your SID came and said you want conference play of the year. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on.
3: Oh man. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that's something. All right, um, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, as Chris Redman, who threw 14 picks and 29 touchdowns, uh, you threw 38 to six, Sean, and I, he ran for 641 yards and 11 touchdowns. Oh, by the way, your team was undefeated and beat Louisville head-to-head. Hey, man, it's a cold world out here sometimes. Apparently it is. Apparently it is. All right. (laughs) A lot to get to, Sean. Uh, Let's hit on a little NFL, and uh, we'll run through some things. And I I can't believe I'm going to lead. Actually, let's lead with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, questionable, uh, was seen at practice. Right now, no one knows. The line is telling you he's probably not going to play here, Sean, What's your feel of what's going to happen? And you said it, you know, during the break, is there a buy point on the Buffalo Bills? Is it now that it's down at three?
6: Yeah, I think it is because unlike most teams that have an elite quarterback like Josh Allen, the Bills actually have a competent backup. I mean, Case Keenan in his career in the NFL has thrown 78 touchdowns He to only 48 picks. You know, he's a career 63% completion guy, so he's not going to come in and lose the game. And, you know, basically what you're telling me is that people think the Vikings are darn good. Because, I mean, there's no way that Josh Allen alone moves the line from 9 to 3. Like, uh... and the Bills are at home, and Case Keenan has proven that that in small doses, he's just as effective. With ever, the Vikings, you ever go get some uh, the medicine and you get the generic brand because it is it's cheaper. Sure, hold yeah, it time. works. Yeah, yeah, that's what Case Keenan is. He's the generic brand, but it, it works. So, I think this line is at a point where I, I might. I think I'm going to take the Bills and probably take them on the money line, just lay the fifty five cent that we don't have to deal with. Trying to cover a number, but I do know that Von Miller and crew can rush the quarterback, and that's given teams that have played the uh, Vikings uh, a huge advantage because Kirk Cousins is not very mobile. That alone makes me feel like this is a fourth quarter game. I'll take my chances, Bill's money line. I think this line has moved too much, but shout out to the Bills, they're trolling everybody. You think he plays? I think he tries to. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, training staff is saying one thing. Josh Allen saying another. The coach is in the middle. He's trying to decide, who do I listen to and for how long?
3: So the Bills, I was trying to see where uh, where they're at. By the way, Jordan Poyer out again. So he's been dealing with injuries. They've had
6: injuries on the defensive side the entire
3: uh, year, though. Ru- yeah, uh, Rousseau, excuse me. Uh, the Was he second year out of Miami? Yeah, the defensive end. He's out as
6: well. Um, I mean, it was a point they had all – They had everybody on the starting D-line but Vaughn Miller out. So they've been battling stuff like that all year. I don't know. Naheem Hines, I'm I'm assuming, is going to be a bigger role, have a bigger role this week in the offense. Uh, The running back they traded for from the Colts uh, right before the trade deadline. So I don't know. I just don't think Minnesota should be a field goal, only getting a field goal at Buffalo with that pass rush. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm definitely not a guy that's saying I'm betting the Vikings. Basically, I'm taking the Bills in this game, or I'm not betting it.
3: Another game that is fascinating, maybe for a different reason. I mean, you've got a seven and one team and a six and two team going head to head. Maybe without Josh Allen, obviously, who's the front runner for the MVP in the league. But the game here in Las Vegas is phenomenal in many other reasons, right? You've got this bizarre situation in Indianapolis with Jeff Saturday. As the head coach, uh, Parks, the twenty-two-year-old kid, he's thirty. I should give him give him some respect. PlayStation Parks, PlayStation baby. Park, Parks and Recreation. He's calling plays, never called a play before in his, his life. Um, also, Shaq Leonard, man, this has just been a rough go of it. He can't get healthy. He was placed on IR today, so that's been rough. And then you look at the Raiders. Blake Martinez retires today uh Divine Diablo. Out. He was placed on IR Darren Waller, Hunter, Hunter Renfro, Renfro, IR. And then I want to read what you alluded to earlier in the hour or last hour I should say about DeVonte Adams. DeVonte Adams said to the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal at the end of the day, if we're just going to concede and say, "Oh, they double team Tay, so it's forcing the ball to him if we threw it to him." then I've got no business being in this building because that's what teams are going to do. So if you think that the only way I'm going to get the ball is when I'm singled up, then I'm going to have four catches on the year. What is going on at the Raiders headquarters? They left
6: out the part about him saying, and I'm not talking about the coaching staff, I'm just telling you, well, I don't think Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Los, uh, Las Vegas Raiders next year. I don't. Is Aaron Rodgers the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders next year? <laughs> you know, here's what's ironic, Tim. Right now, the Raiders have the number three pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So, at the pace they're going, they're going to get who, Bryce Sugar, CJ Stroud. They're not going to have to go and, and, and put the money behind you know Aaron Rodgers in a trade and the draft capital it would take, you know, to acquire him. So, so
3: that bringing it to the game and the gambling side of things.
6: I'm on the Colts. I'm on the Colts.
3: I I I would have to be. The only as thing well. I
6: would bet with the Raiders is uh, Devontae Adams. Anything player wise with Devontae, I'm going over.
3: You think he has a big game?
6: I think Derek Carr throws every pass to him. <laughs>
3: Uh, this from um, John Ewing's Twitter account earlier today. He's, uh, this was from uh, Seamus McGee, a sports trader at BetMGM. Quote, the Colts and their newly appointed head coach are getting no love from bettors as the Raiders might be our biggest liability this week. 73% of the money on the Raiders. But we've seen that line come down. Now you've got no Darren Waller, no Hunter Renfro. But that line was at six and a half earlier this week. It's down to four and a half.
6: And here's why. Raiders have not been able to close out games. Shaq Leonard is back. Did I hear you say that? No, Shaq Leonard
3: was placed on IR.
6: Okay. Yeah. The one thing PlayStation Parks has going for himself. The Raiders have no idea what the Indianapolis Colts are going to run on offense. You can't go back and look at PlayStation Parks as a college OC or, you know, an OC on a different NFL team last year. So you have no idea what he's been sitting in that little dark room with the PlayStation, you know, drawing up plays. Like, if I ever get this shot, this is what we're going to run. So they do have that element of surprise that anything is possible. They might come out in punt formation on first down. Like, you just don't know. What, you said earlier this week that Matt Ryan should call the place. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, <laughs> you did. No, 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 I didn't. No. <laughs> Who was it? I'm st- surprised Matt Ryan didn't put himself on IR.
3: He might. He's just sitting there, hanging out, watching Sam Ellinger sling it. We'll see. And um, I'm
6: telling you, you got to understand because PlayStation Parks is 30. <laughs> he's a lot closer to the college mindset. So I could see a scenario where they have a lot of college like schemes where they're running some zone reads with stuff, that
3: offensive line. Some you might have to. sweep
6: stuff. Yeah. So, you know what? He might have some success this week and they're playing the Raiders. Your former team is
3: over in Munich, Sean, Tampa Bay. They I like the Seahawks taking on the Seahawks. Yeah, I like the Seahawks. Uh, looks like the line might get to three. It's a juice two and a half right now. We'll see if it does get the three. I would imagine if it touches three, like it did earlier this week, you'll quickly see some buyback
6: on the Seahawks. I'm going to stop disrespecting the Seahawks. I'm on the Seahawks on this. Okay. Yeah. Can you believe, long term,
3: what can you believe in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, the defense played its butt off last week, but it's the Rams, and they've been, you know, Stafford was, was concussed, and you know, we don't know what's going on. They've got basically one player they throw to. But right now, what can you trust with the Buccaneers?
6: Nothing. You can't trust anything. Fournette's mad that he's in a timeshare. Rashard White, Brady said they're not playing hard on offense. Like Leftwich came out and said we only don't play hard sometimes. I mean, Sapp called out Devin White the week before. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe they get it together. Maybe they don't. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying I don't know if they will. And then there's Green Bay. Green Bay hosting Dallas money coming in every sharp I know is on Green Bay they don't have to prove it to me I'm not gonna play the game but if I was I'm on Dallas off the buy I think Kellen Moore really could miss running the football more than he did before after seeing what Tony Pollard did in their last game before going on the buy you'll see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard combinations I know smart money says Green Bay so I'm not gonna bet it but I'm telling you I don't like this game
3: that's Sean King I'm Tim Murray Got aircraft carrier basketball going on right now. Michigan State with an early lead on Gonzaga. We head to the college gridiron next, right here on vSIN primetime.
1: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
5: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, deputy opinion editor.
1: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
5: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall.
2: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need.
5: This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: VSIN isn't just the home for all of your favorite betting shows. We've also got great written content for you at vsin.com. Right now, we've got a great article up. By our very own UFC experts, Lou Finicaro and Reed Kuhn, breaking down this Saturday's UFC 281. Check it out if you want to read their picks and analysis for the biggest fights of the year and of the night. Also, while you're there, you can check out the UFC betting splits page to see where the money is going on each fight. All of this and much more, including a little pub for ourselves, a little college football. Recap uh, betting uh, picks as well up there on the website, vcin.com. That's Sean King, fired up about his two-lane green wave. Tomorrow, taking on the UCF Golden Knights. Gus Malzahn and company, your latest line with Tulane and UCF. Sean is sitting at minus one and a half in favor of the green wave. 54 and a half is the total down there at Yuleman Stadium. 2.30 local kick
6: for that game. Yeah, I'll be watching. Nervous? Feeling not, good? Not, not at all. Feeling good? Not at all. Okay. I feel good. Good. Yeah, I won't, I'm not nervous. But I'm not going to bet it. I uh, I don't have a bet on it either. Yeah, I organically watch Tulane and just root for us simply to win. And I hope we look dominant in the process, but the margin does not factor into my emotional well-being. And for Tulane,
3: uh, just looking ahead. Although I
6: wish I did bet Tulane, they've been phenomenal this year. What well, I think they're seven and one or something. Uh,
3: I believe they're eight and one eight ATS. And one. Yeah, something crazy. And the only game they didn't cover was the game I bet against them. <laughs> <laughs> against Southern Miss. Way to go! Yeah, I'm two and zero oh, betting on or against Tulane, and I think I'm gonna retire. I bet on them against Kansas State. They won that game outright. Faded him the following week. Wipe my hands clean. What Uh, did you use tonight? For our rollover? Yeah. Went Fresno State team total over 35. Okay. Uh, So Fresno State and UNLV, that game will kick off at 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific, out here at Allegiant Stadium. I will be in attendance. uh, So I'm looking forward to uh, catching my first UNLV game in person. I'm fired up to see
6: Jay Kaner in person. I might have to petition for another rebuy.
3: <laughs> well, you, you got none left. I got one left. Uh, by the way, we're talking about our uh, rollover competition. How about our old producer, our producer on the nightcap, now producer of V Live bet tonight? That is Aaron Oster. Aaron Oster did the math and placed a Cordero Patterson over 39 and a half rush yards bet last night at minus 310 because that would have got him over the threshold of the highest uh, money total in this contest and Cordero Patterson did not get over that adjusted number so uh Aaron Oster is back down to $100 uh the the high water mark in our competition still sits at $1100 at $1109 by Femia Abebefe and that was right out of the shoot bang 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 he had a three straight money lines it got him up to eleven oh nine, and uh, I got four in a row, but never got to that point. I got to one thousand and ten dollars before falling on Monday Night Football uh, with my uh, same game teasers. So I'm looking for winners. I'm searching, searching long and hard.
6: So, so I normally would take this opportunity to throw a shot at Aaron, just because I like doing it. But Arthur Smith is to blame for this. I mean, did you see Cordell Patterson on those kickoff returns? He looked like everyone is about to run back, and then they get on offense, they can't get anything going, and for some reason, he's not involved. So that wasn't a, a, a Aaron mistake. That was a a Arthur Smith mistake. They got too too cute last night.
3: So we got uh, we got our rollovers tonight. So I, I'm I'm frustrated because I did a dumb play yesterday. I took Tulsa plus seven. I started to see the market move towards Tulsa. Some six and a half show up. So I was like, all right, I'll take Tulsa plus seven. When initially I thought, give me Carolina plus the three. And, of course, Carolina wins outright. Tulsa loses by 16. So Yeah, you kept saying that. Bad bet.
6: I got I, I got unlucky. How? I took a quarter uh, in the game to not have any score. in the first quarter when they kicked a field goal right there at the end, like, come on. Sure. It's ridiculous. Whatever
3: whatever you say, I'm sure. Every time that you miss a bet, you're unlucky.
6: That's not true. Sometimes I make bad plays, <laughs> but it's so uncommon that you can actually remember them. Right. Yeah. Uh
3: huh. I remember a lot of them. Yeah, you're right. A lot of your preseason bets.
6: Yeah. A
3: lot of those preseason
6: bets. You know, preseason is about hope, aspirations, <laughs> dreams. <laughs>
3: uh, so what do you have tonight, Sean? In our uh, rollover competition, so in our
6: rollover competition, I did a two-team parlay. I have uh, East Carolina plus six parlayed with under. I think it's 62 in the Fresno State game. Is that correct, uh, producer Britton? So you're gonna go. Oh, you're gonna buy the point, the six. Uh, I'm, what did he have me down? Five. Because that's was the current line. No, I, I want six. All right. And then uh, you want to think... buy it up to seven at least? No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, I don't. I'm cool at six. Six was the number that I liked it. Let me see. I have it right here. Why why would six matter? Just let me do what I'm doing, okay? You do your thing. Get sick of you.
3: Just I am asking a question. As a friend, why would you if you wanna if you're doing a, a parlay here, why would you not buy a little extra to seven? So I I don't I don't understand.
6: Like if you're gonna buy points, buy it up to seven at least. Yeah, I can't get through seven, so I think ECU's gonna win outright. Then bet don't no, don't bet to five. Six was a number when I did my research that I liked. All
3: right. I hope the game lands five and you win. Um or ECU just went
6: outright. It's never in doubt. That's I like I like. like ECU too. Yeah. I like,
3: I think this is an how interesting about a spot. It'd no be nice. Uh so Sean's on ECU. And the under, hopefully it's uh, under from UNLV's standpoint, because I got Fresno State team total over 35 tonight. Jake Hayner back. I mean, he they threw up 32 points on San Diego State. So hopefully they can do, uh, do a little more against UNLV. They dropped, I think, 55 last week. So uh, those are our two plays. As for the rest of the competition, uh, producer Britton is rolling with Fresno State. He's going to lay the nine. With uh, the Bulldogs, as is producer Aaron Oster of Live Bet Tonight. Uh, Femi Abebefe is rolling with the over in the Fresno State UNLV game at 60 and a half. And then Wes Reynolds is going East Carolina on the money line. I believe uh, this, if Wes Reynolds, who hit last night, if Wes hits the money line tonight, he would uh, ha- hit the high watermark of the long most money in the Roll over. And what does West have tonight? East Carolina money line. Ooh. Plus one seventy five. I actually like that bet, man. Let's go. Oh. All right. So we have we have we have a correction. Uh, this just in to the newsroom. Uh, Femi is on East Carolina money line, and Wes is on over Fresno State UNLV. The so flip flop.
6: So what number do me and West have on this total? Because I'm on the under. He's on the over.
3: So he took sixty one and a half, which is available, and okay. you took sixty two, right. which is available. Okay. So you are under sixty-two, he is over sixty two. And I, 61 so I have plus
6: half. six and under sixty-two. Correct. Okay. All right.
3: All right, there we go. Those are our plays. So
6: sixty one, both of us win. Or we he he had sixty and a half or sixty one and a half? He's under He's, he's
3: over sixty one and a half. Okay, so we can't both win.
6: No. One can one can hit.
3: Uh, By the way, someone uh, tweeted us, was Kenny White on the show today? No, Kenny White was on the
6: show yesterday. yesterday. Uh, I can recap his plays. Yeah,
3: let's do that right now. So, uh, Brad on Twitter, uh, who just tweeted us, anyone who is wondering where Kenny is, well, Sean will be working with Kenny here momentarily uh, in a high school football game of the week. Uh, They've been doing that all year long, so Kenny had to make a tweak to his schedule. He'll be back with us next Friday in his normal spot, but... uh, he joined us yesterday. But, Sean, if you'd like to recap his plays right now. Yeah,
6: absolutely. And yep. uh, my guy, Brad Martin, man, Appreciate you supporting the show. Uh, Kenny's favorite play, one that I agree with 100%, is TCU plus the seven. I will, however, say that Tim is on the other side of this game, but if you can go with me and Kenny or go with Tim, you pick and choose which way I you'd like to the go. I didn't the points. Uh, TCU plus seven is Kenny's best play. You get play. seven
3: and a half, by the way. Yeah,
6: he also likes Tulane at home, minus one and a half. He likes the under in the Clemson-Louisville game, number being 52 and a half. Under Clemson, 52 and a half. He likes Ohio State over 58. Ohio State is playing.
3: By the way, uh, that number is gone. What is it? The 58, 61. Yeah,
6: so if you like that Ohio State over, you better get it now. It's all the way up to sixty-one, and then his last play was Navy plus the sixteen, which is now seventy. Right.
3: So you can get uh, more points with the midshipmen uh, if you want to roll with Kenny. So those are his plays. His favorite play of the week, as uh, Sean alluded to, was TCU, and uh, you can get seven and a halfs out there if you uh, if you do look around uh, with TCU and Texas. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Take a look at some of the betting trends we've been seeing coming in. At BetMGM on the other side. We'll also get you updated. We got some college basketball going on, college football tonight. Jared Smith will also join us in studio in a little bit. Loaded final hour and a half. You don't want to miss it right here on VSIN Primetime.
5: This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You could check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better. Year-round, check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Our good friend Jared Smith from PicksWise will join us in studio next, and uh, we'll get his thoughts for the upcoming weekend. We'll do our confidence picks as well uh, with Jared and uh, Sean, myself. Sean with uh, uh, a nice lead right now. We got. To, have we figured out when this is ending?
6: Uh, when we don't have any more regular season college football.
3: Regular season college football. Yeah. Okay, so
6: you can't have two college about, football picks, and then, uh, are we gonna
3: do championship weekends?
6: Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, because we'll have enough to have two college picks. What about bowls? Nah, it's too sporadic. New contests will come up. Oh, with. I love
3: bowls. I love the bowl season. All right, so there we go. We have assigned it. We've only have what this. God, it makes me sad. One, two, three, four weeks left of our contest. Yeah,
6: it I makes got, you sad. You got work to do. I got a lot of work to
0: do.
3: I got a whole lot of work to do. I need some dogs to hit. And I need your dogs not to hit. Uh, So we'll get you our confidence picks coming up here uh, momentarily. But uh, always, uh, especially since our show is presented by BetMGM, John Ewing is a great resource for us because he gives us some, uh, as he tweets out uh, via his Twitter feed, some great nuggets. We'll start with a little college nugget here. Mm -hmm. The second most bet on game currently is TCU versus Texas, which has split betting on the spread But there's heavy action on TCU Moneyline. Texas winning but not covering is one of our biggest hopes of the weekend. That courtesy of uh, Seamus McGee, sports trader at BetMGM. I'd be cool with that. I'd win my cigar bet with you. I have Moneyline Parlay. I do not have Texas laying seven. I took them on a Moneyline Parlay with Florida State, which makes me, I don't know, I get a, I'm a little nervous about that game for some reason. Um, that line got up to 8, back down to 7. But that game is so interesting to me. I know you like TCU. Um, I'm just not buying it. I think they've been incredibly fortunate. And I don't know how TCU is slowing down B. John Robinson. I really don't.
6: Well, here's what's interesting. And, and you know, you're a special human being because uh, – When something is applicable to both teams, you only apply it to the team that you're trying to make the case for. Because Texas has kind of been the same team as TCU. They just haven't found a way to win the games. Like, this past week against Kansas State, Texas was up 31-10 at the half. I know. Yeah, then Kansas State had the ball. With under a minute left for a chance to win the game. TCU is
3: losing and going into the fourth quarter. How uh, are they the same
6: thing? Well, because I'm saying Texas has been in a lot of fourth quarter games. The Texas Tech game goes to overtime. but John Robinson fumbles in overtime. Texas Tech wins. Game. Alabama. Texas has got a sack coming off the edge. In spite of Quinn Ewers not being there. They've got a corner. Blitz and Scott Free. If he tackles Bryce Young, the game's over. He doesn't. Bryce gets away from it. Makes a play. So on and so forth. Uh, Oklahoma State. Texas is up in that game. Then they find a way to lose the game in the fourth quarter. So uh, my point being, this is going to be a fourth quarter game, in my opinion. And I just think this year's TCU team knows how to win those games. This year's Texas team has proven that they don't. That's kind of, to me, how I'm handicapping this game.
3: TCU is 71st in the country in rush defense. B. John Robinson is top 10 in the country in rushing. He's gone over 100 yards, I believe, in the last eight games. He ran for 209 yards last week. I don't know how TCU's stopping him. I don't. And TCU has faced a backup quarterback at Kansas. They knocked out two quarterbacks against Kansas State. They knocked out Texas Tech's quarterback. They were down going into the fourth quarter against Texas Tech. They were down 18 against Kansas State. They've been very fortunate. Look, Max Duggan's great. Also, Quentin Johnston has a high ankle sprain. He's going to play, but is he going to be 100%? He's a difference maker, Sean. So if you watch the Kansas game, he was a complete difference maker in that game. He had 14 catches in that game. Is he 100% going into this yeah, game? Yeah, a
6: lot of people have him as a top five pick. He's so a tremendous wide receiver. Uh, Bijan Robinson in the loss at Texas Tech. 16 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Average 6.4 yards a carry. Uh, Bajan Robinson in the loss to Oklahoma State. 24 carries, 140 yards, and a touchdown average 5.8 per carry. And I just bring that up to say, they have had losses where Bajon Robinson has looked like a first-round NFL draft pick, and he's been productive. Let me
3: ask you this, though. Why is the number still seven? Riddle me that, Batman. Hey, man. Why is the number still seven? I mean, if, if odds makers made this massive mistake They hit the wrong number when putting it up on the board. Why hasn't this number gone under seven?
6: Hey, Just just curious. All I can tell you is this. Last week, Mm -hmm. Boise State was eight and a half point favorites over BYU. And I looked at that number and I see how in the you-know-what is Boise State almost a 10-point favorite over BYU, so I'm just saying there are times, for whatever reason, when they get it wrong. There are other times.
3: You think they're wrong? No. Here? No. You think you're wrong here? I do. Okay. I do. Then you should bet money line heavily.
6: No, I mean, I may be in my confidence picks. It may not be. We'll find out here in the next segment. I I'm mean, just saying.
3: I, I'm just stunned that all these people, like look, these bright lights, they made this massive mistake.
6: Well, last week Michigan State suspended half of their starting defense, and they played Illinois. Yeah, and I told, I, and you, that number went I told all you, the way up to 16 yeah. in favor of Illinois. And Illinois I told, lost outright. And I told you Illinois was fraudulent. Right. But you and didn't, you tried to tell me that they are going to win the Big Ten. I didn't say that. I said Michigan has two tough games left, one being Illinois. What I'm saying Illinois is, losing this weekend to Purdue, by the way. Uh, I don't know. I'm not invested in that game. I haven't looked at it close enough yet. But my point being, sometimes they're wrong. It's why I've Want double up? Double up our cigar bet? I'm good where I'm at. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm good where I'm at. All right. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. We're fine. The good thing about the game, By it's an early afternoon the game, o- too. The
3: odds makers made a massive mistake last week, too, I was told, right? No,
7: how,
6: Tennessee, how, Georgia was how, not a massive how could, mistake. How
3: could Tennessee?
6: No, that was not a massive mistake.
3: Well, that's what everyone was telling me.
6: I didn't tell you that. Oh. I told you. I, I lost.
3: S- a c- you lost a cigar bet, sir. Yeah, but
6: we had made that previously. We didn't make that last week. Like we made that bet. I don't know how you couple be, weeks ago.
3: I don't know how you can bet against them in West Virginia. You bet against them last week with Texas Tech, and now magically, after facing five backup quarterbacks, now magically, well, you know, they're just they they just oh they just know how to win. That that's that's your analysis. Well,
6: I didn't love them as no coach. I didn't love them as favorites of of like touchdown or more like this is a situation where they're getting 7. So if they lose this game by 4, I still cash the ticket. If they win out right, then I get the peacock. I know. All I'm saying is I'm just highlighting to you that both of these teams have been on a lot of fourth quarter contests this year. Texas doesn't seem to have the level of maturity and discipline it takes to win those games. TCU does. Does that mean TCU is more talented than Texas? No. Does that mean they're overall better team? Yes, in this particular aspect. So I'm basing it on that. And I'll
3: also say this, too. Look at that schedule for Texas Tech. Their bye week came in week three. Tech, TCU, you mean. TCU, excuse me. Yep. Their bye week came in week three. This will be their eighth consecutive game, and there's been no real layup. At SMU, rivalry game. They smashed Oklahoma. They beat Kansas in a back-and-forth game. Jason Bean had to come in for uh, Jalen Daniels. Oklahoma State, they needed double overtime. They were down 18 against Kansas State. They traveled to West Virginia. Wasn't really that close, but they get the late backdoor cover. And then they're down down, uh, four going into the fourth quarter against Texas Tech. It has been a long stretch here for TCU, and Texas had their bye two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, another, I think that's another advantage for the Longhorns. Night game in Austin. Well, we're going to find out tomorrow. We sure will. I'm looking forward to that game. Me too. I think Texas wins. I did not lay the seven, though. So, we could both win. So, would you? I took a money line parlay. I told you what I did. Oh. And I'm nervous about the other leg, because money's now coming in on Syracuse for some reason. I like FSU in that game. I... I do too, but something feels weird there. I just feel like they're two two ships going in different different paths. So, but they are coming. Florida State is coming off a rivalry victory over Miami. Yeah, it was
6: never. It wasn't a game. No,
3: they it was obliterated that. There yeah, was a scrimmage. By the way, Miami things going really well down there. He just lost your top recruit. Keep rolling there, Mario Cristobal. Things are awesome. Man, I was I was told preseason though that they were going to win. They were going to challenge. Oh, you told me that. They were going to challenge for the ACC. <laughs>
6: Hey, man, I don't know how Cristobal messed up Van Dyke, but he did. (laughs) He's terrible now.
3: Tells you how good Justin Herbert was that he avoided the crash that is Mario Cristobal. By the way, how about that you? An underdog this week to Georgia Tech.
2: (laughs) Georgia Tech.
3: They fired their coach like four weeks ago. Our confidence picks for the weekend up next.
7: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.
0: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd.
5: John King on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager at BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Jared Smith from Pixwise has joined us, and he will hang out. For the final hour when Sean King departs to go call a Nevada State semifinal? Yes. Huge game. Bishop Gorman at Liberty. Bishop Gorman. Uh,
4: Gorman favored by 70 uh, ish. Uh, I said uh, I said 28. 28. 28? That was, that was 28. 28 Fair. 28 and a half. I'm not a high school number setter. But <laughs> I'll trust your numbers there, Sean. And I would probably still lay it with Gorman. <laughs> but hopefully. Is it still cold outside? It's a little nippy. Yeah. A little nippy? It a little windy? Once the sun Friday. goes down, from what I'm learning, that's when the
6: fun starts. It was freezing last Friday. I was in the box with a hoodie on.
3: By the way, I, uh, I, I realized. I mean, you're from Florida, so you're already soft. I mean, I, I came from Maryland. Jared came from Jersey, and we've already become soft. Oh, I. Well,
4: I got I'm a t shirt so and
6: shorts on, so I don't really know what you're talking about.
4: Once the temperature dropped below 60, that's when
3: the outdoor workouts stopped. <laughs> no Come more on. basketball outside for, for a few more months. All right. Oh, we boy. got. Uh, <laughs> before we get to our rollover plays, or excuse me, our confidence plays, we got so many competitions going on. Uh, Sean, your final analysis on. Tulane, UCF, where College Game Day should have been, where Mm. we should be, where you should have been the celebrity guest picker. So since College Game Day has snubbed you, Mm -hmm. you're the celebrity guest picker right now. Give us what you would have said to Reese Davis, to Kirk Herbstreit, to Pat McAfee, to Lee Corso on the set at 11.59. AM Eastern time.
6: Well, I just want to say I'm excited to be here on the desk um, (laughs) representing the 1998 (laughs) national champion Tulane Greenway. Crazy. Ah!
4: Do we have like what's the mascot? Can you can put the helmet on. Do we have uh, mascot? Uh, head so gear? we've had about
6: four since then. So uh, in '98, I think it was the pelican. I think. <laughs>
4: I'd love to see you with a pelican head on, running oh, around, man. waddling around. Absolutely, but you that's how given I started. it started.
6: Coach Corso. Yeah, that's how I would have started it. Oh like, man! Because uh, you know what an UCF opportunity UCF missed. said they won a national championship, so we were undefeated. That's right. 1998 national champion, Tulane Green Wave. I don't hate it, but. Keys to the game, Sean King. I really think it comes down to limiting the explosive plays. I don't think UCF is designed to put 8-10 to play drives together unless it's running the football. So if you can make them one-dimensional, make Plumlee have to beat you throwing the ball, I think he's proven that he's very inconsistent. All
4: right. Is it definitely Plumlee? I mean, I've heard... This is such a big game. It might be both. Yeah. Make
3: Tulane prepare for
6: both, right?
4: Right. Yeah. The yeah. thing is,
6: Tulane's been excellent on defense. They're very
3: different styles. Exactly. Yeah. And you think you, if you were Gus Malzahn, I'd play King. you'd play Mikey Keen Oh, yeah. Keene's looked pretty good. Yeah. I mean, going on the road,
4: See, winning that game at Memphis. Here,
6: here's the difference. If you throw a ball down the middle of the plate, Mikey Keene's going to hit a single almost every time. Very rarely going to hit a home run. Mm-hmm. You throw a ball down the middle of the plate, Reese Plumley is gonna hit a home run or strikeout. Yeah. So he's high reward, but he's also high risk. He misses a lot of layup throws. Like he leaves the pocket when the protection is 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 perfect. And it's hard, you know, when you sit in the office all week and you design, okay, I know on third and six, under five minutes to go in the second quarter, this is what they're gonna do. Yeah. And you pick up the blitz and you got the guy running open and Plumley throws the ball eight yards over his head. That, that's frustrating. Kind of like Mariota last Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, on the, the flip side of that is UCF's been a bend but don't break defense. They've been tremendous in the red zone. Uh, Tulane's going to have to have a really good plan for how to convert drives to touchdowns. Because the one thing with their UCF, as evidenced by the Cincy game, if you don't go ahead and knock them out because of the caliber of athlete that they have – you know, late in those games, if you're defenders, you know, Coach Bowden said one of the things Tulane does great on defense is tackle in space. Well, I guarantee if you, if, if, there was a, if you could just use track times, Central Florida is the fastest team in the American Athletic Conference. And, you know, those guys in the fourth quarter, if it's a one-score game, you know, those tackles that you were making early aren't as easy. So hopefully Tulane can create some margin or at least stay on the right side of a competitive game.
3: All right, give us a predicted score.
6: I'm going to say Tulane 24, UCF 20. All right. Good that, game. That would, it is
3: going to be a really good that game. That would be an under because you're looking at 54 and a half right now and uh, one. Check it, the weather, too.
6: New Orleans can be weird this time of year.
3: All right. So we got to get Down to I'm some by the confidence body, picks. Uh you are departing after this segment, so let's run through yours, Mr. King. What are your confidence plays for week number what is this? Week number ten of our confidence
6: picks. Yeah, so we're gonna start with the Seahawks at the Bucks all the way in Munich. Yep. Uh I'm not buying into that last drive. That last drive does not account for the fact that the Bucks were abysmal on offense for how long? How many was it sixty minutes? Of Basically, I game? mean the entire so what was it? the other fifty-eight and a half minutes of the game, they were yeah. awful. Um They were decent on defense, but I think Seahawks are better offensively than the Rams. They're going to create more problems. Uh, I like Seattle in this game. People still don't respect them, but they better start. Uh, The Browns, I think this is a great spot for the Browns. Uh, Nick Chubb got an extra couple days to rest. Um, The quarterback there, Jacoby Brissett, finally had a good game on national TV against the Bengals. His confidence should be high. Mari Cooper caught a touchdown. Like, all of the pieces that we thought were going to make this Cleveland team competitive are starting to come into place. Miles Garrett and that crew are going to get off the tour a little bit. And listen, I think the Dolphins have a Super Bowl caliber offense. They're terrible. I mean, they're terrible, in the words of Charles Barkley on defense. They're (laughs) awful. If you go back and watch that Bears game, listen, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. He deserves a lot of credit. But a lot of that just was bad Dolphins defense. So I'm going with the Browns to cover this number. Uh, I think this is a bad spot for Clemson. I really do – I've been saying all along we had to give Clemson a loss. I actually thought in the back of my mind that it would be this week versus Louisville, but Malik Cunningham is playing good. That Louisville defense has been outstanding. People were whispering about Scott Satterfield's job four or five weeks ago, but now, man, he might need to go in and ask for a raise because his Cardinal is playing at a high level. Uh, Arkansas, bad spot for LSU. I'm just telling you, the, the, the Razorback faithful, they're a little edgy. They just lost to something called Liberty. Last time, Somebody called that
4: last, upset last week. I yeah, don't know you did. That yeah, was
6: a good call. I didn't I didn't get involved in that game because I was unsure of the quarterback situation. Yeah. For Liberty. Um they were up. Hugh Freeze had his boys yeah, ready for that uh, game. The only thing would have made that upset better if, if you would have put the, the neck brace on after <laughs> the ball. <boy.
3: Petrino>,
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah. so
6: sore from all the other bad right. beats on yeah. Saturday. <laughs> I didn't have any time. But I think this is a good spot for Arkansas. I think Sam rallies the troops. They aren't bowl eligible yet. They know yeah. they have to get a couple wins. So I'm going to Arkansas to cover this number. I think they went out right. And uh, listen, man, nobody's talking about the job Mike Novell is doing down in Tallahassee. I, I mean, these guys are playing good. I like Florida State. And hey. I don't know if you know what a horn frog and bites look like, but that, that's There's, it. That's, that's it. That's where you lost it. That's me. it right there. TCU outright, baby. Max Dugan you finds had a way me in, the fourth, until a way the, in the fourth quarter of this game to do what TCU has done, what Texas has shown they can't do, which is close out the game. Oklahoma State, Texas had the lead, couldn't close it out, lost. Texas Tech, Texas, overtime, chance, win the game, fumble, lose. Alabama, even without you, was in the second half. Texas, end of the game, got a chance, get a stop, They win. Ah, it didn't happen. Yeah, history repeats itself. They yep. like TCU outright. They might even win by double digits.
3: Wow. The problem with TCU in this spot is that Hudson Card has actually played. So when inevitably Quinn Ewers gets hurt, <laughs> <laughs> Hudson Card has actually played college football before.
4: Hey, man,
6: Max Dugan, by the way, uh, Big 12, don't mess this up. That kid deserves Big 12 player of the year. Oh, I don't care yeah. what happens the rest of the what season. What about Bijan, though? Yeah, Bijan fumbled in overtime at Texas Tech. For me, that eliminated him because Max had not made a mistake yet. By
3: not the way, yet. I'll say this before I get to my picks. I went ahead over to uh, William Hill Caesars here. I laid $1.90 for Tennessee to make the playoff because TCU
6: loses on yeah.
3: Saturday, and the path... To Tennessee to the Final Couldn't Four easier.
6: is clear. So let me say this again before I go because I got to get out of here. I know we got 40 seconds left. If and that's a huge I and an even bigger F. <laughs> but if Ohio State Michigan is an all-time great game, the team that loses that game is live to get into college football. football
4: that's lot. a fair take. Yep. it, it not is not over Tennessee. But then you've got a one-loss Tennessee not in the conference title or a one-loss Michigan slash Ohio State not off in the conference title. Coming off a great it's game. That, it, there's a debate there. I don't know what side of it I'm on yet, but I think there's a debate there.
3: Tennessee went to Baton Rouge and won by four touchdowns against the yeah, SEC Yeah, people have forgotten West about champions. that,
6: especially if Arkansas. Not the committee. Especially if LSU loses to Arkansas this Saturday.
3: Mm, we will see. Well, go give yourself a good call. Go, go Green it, Wave. That's Sean King. We'll give you our confidence picks on the other side. It is Prime primetime.